Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So we're starting off the year. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, I At first, when, when you sent over the list of the five movies, because there's five Sundays in January. That's true. It's a big month. Uh, it's a big month. Yeah. It's a, it's a mega-sized, mega-sized mega, month. Mega month. A make it time squad month. Uh, I, at first I was like, ooh, there's a theme. Kind of. Because the first couple of movies had, had I think, aliens in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I was like, oh, okay. But then as I started going through, I was like, oh, maybe they're not all alien films. But It's not technically all aliens. And it's not like, you know, we, we've done like Alien Invasion September and whatnot like, whatnot like that before. Uh, but it is all vaguely alien-themed-ish. Uh, and I figured, you know, it's, it's been a while since we, we've done some, some good alien movies or some bad ones. Um, I feel <laughs> we'll like find out. The, the last time was when we, uh, we had, uh, we, we did Alienated, right? With, uh, with yep. Gracie Lacey, the only good part of that movie, uh, and, and some other, yep. some other weird ones that, that we did that, that month. Uh, that whole month. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's fun every now and then to, to dive into, to one of these weird kind of loose theme months. Uh, and just see where it see where it takes us. And of course, uh, once again, as we like to do periodically, going straight back to our roots. And uh, this whole month, where we're living on uh, on TubiTV.com, uh, you know, where you can we can watch everything for free with uh, without signups if you if you don't want to give your information to uh, a big corporate entity. Uh, in this case, <laughs> apparently Fox. Um, Fox. <laughs> in, in and then eventually Disney, I guess. Uh, essentially. Pro- oh God, that's right. I'm not sure how that works. I don't, maybe I don't it's know. separate. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Although, like Tubi's a very interesting place now compared to when we first started this podcast five years ago, which. People yeah. five years ago. We are actually so uh, kicking off this month of January. We are starting a, a countdown. We are ten episodes away from our fifth anniversary as a podcast, uh, which is pretty it's fucking wild. wild. Five years we've been doing wild. this, and five years we've been we've been digging through the archives at Tubi and you know watching that service grow from an upstart free service with uh, mostly just a treasure trove of garbage. To like a legitimate streaming competitor at this point, with with the investments well, I mean, that like, Fox has put into it, 
Yeah, I mean, there's live. Uh, they have a bunch of live stuff now. Mm-hmm. They they do the night after for a lot of the Fox reality shows, like the the competition shows, like you know American Idol, yeah. Mask Singer, all of that stuff. They were doing, and they have like big movies now. They were doing rebroadcasts of the entire World Cup. Yeah, uh, this yeah. whole time. Which uh, am I? Am I crazy? Did I see that Argentina just won it? Argentina won the World Cup. Uh, yeah, Messi uh, was called out uh, uh, specifically uh, as a player. Okay. Um, you know, he he's the popular player on the Argentinian uh, team. Neat. But yeah, so so for those of you listening, you're like, you fucking idiots. That was like three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but, it's well, true. for us, we're recording this on the uh, 18th. So yeah, we're yeah. we're a little bit uh, we're a little bit in the past right now. Our, our, I guess we're kind of living in the future, and to to you, we're in the past. It's times weird. We don't. We don't try to understand it wibbly here. wobbly, timey wimey. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, for for those of uh, that cross section of our listeners who are also uh, international football fans, uh, congratulations, Argentina! Uh, that's pretty yeah, yeah. wild. And uh, you might have watched it on Tubi, for all we know. Uh, yeah, which, and if you didn't, now you know that you can. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, we're even we're even uh, this month exploring. I think probably our very first Tubi original. So you know, we talked about Tubi establishing themselves as a legitimate streaming competitor. Uh, at this point, they pretty much all are trying to set themselves apart and and get your your watch hours, your your ad. Uh, add FaceTime uh, or yeah. your your subscription dollars uh, through original content, and Tubi has entered the the fray with that. So, uh, really excited! We got a movie coming up this month, a Tubi original starring Michael Jai White. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. And uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a wild ride. But we are kicking it off with a movie that is very special in in my heart. Uh, <laughs> holds a, holds a very very special place to me, and that is the movie Cowboys. And aliens uh, <laughs> came out in July of 2011, and uh, Ellen and I were talking about this because we went to see this with my parents in the theater. Um, and I don't remember why they were in town at the time or why we specifically went to see this movie, other than uh, you know my dad was a, a fan of westerns, so I kind of got a little bit of that from him. Uh, my stepmom uh, is a huge fan of Harrison Ford, uh, so of course she was very excited for that. Uh, everybody got something that they wanted out of this movie. I'm a big Daniel Daniel Craig fan, uh, and of course the the just absolutely bizarre juxtaposition of sci-fi and western as genres. Uh, I'm here for it. Uh, so this this was a very exciting pick for me, um, and kind of surprised that we that we hadn't decided to do this one sooner. But when I saw it on Tubi, that's how I knew like that's that's my theme this month, somewhat alien related because I specifically want to do this movie. Yeah, uh, you know, and and uh, much like the first film we did last year, this is a stacked cast. Mm. I mean, we start we started 2022 with the movie Don't Look Up, which oh, you right. know, like Leonardo DiCaprio, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, Kate uh, Blanchett, like crazy, crazy stacked cast. This one, uh, kind of same. I mean, you've got Daniel Craig, uh-huh. you've got Harrison Ford, yes, you do. You've got Olivia Wilde. Yep. You've got Sam Rockwell, Clancy, like, Clancy Brown, Clancy uh, Brown. Who we all know I love. Uh, yeah, even Paul Dano in and, uh, Paul- and 
in all of his glory as the weeniest character in the show or in the movie. Oh God, he's uh, such a weenie too. Like, I like this is no shade to Paul Dano. I think he's a, a, a great actor. Um, I don't know if he's a good person or not, but I think <laughs> like he just always gets cast in these fucking weenie roles, and he always nails it. Uh, and so I don't mean to imply that Paul Dano is a weenie, uh, but his character really is. Uh, but of course, uh, we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't mention you cannot have a good western in my opinion without a carradine in the mix and we got keith (laughs) (laughs) we got one of them that's good yeah i uh but i mean and also the other big thing about this is it's directed by john favreau john favreau Uh, just hot on the heels of iron man the the 2008 release we got three years later and he he is directing another movie with somebody with a wrist mounted uh, laser blaster (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. Uh yeah, you know, it's pretty interesting. You know, we know that John Favreau eventually, you know, after Iron Man, he he does Iron Man 2 and then he moves on and and starts getting into the Disney world with uh The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, we we into the Star Wars world, I should say. Uh you know, so uh, this this was him like really exploding like 2011 John Favreau is is exploding into the world yes. and I would say you know because of Iron Man has he done good movies before absolutely oh, of yeah. course he has great movies before uh, but this is the one where people are starting to recognize you know starting to see that he's a really good director uh, as well I mean like I I loved Chef which came along a few years now, you know, later after the, the Iron Man, original Iron Man trilogy was done. Uh, yeah. And I think that that really, that shows off John, John Favreau's uh, range with like such a personal story, but he also does so well with the big explosions and the action and whatnot, which is funny because I still think of him as the MMA fighter character from Friends. <laughs> oh right, right, right. I mean, there's a lot of those people though that were on shows like Friends and you know, like uh Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know, for a long time, Paul Rudd was just the goofy guy, like the doofus goofy guy from from Friends, from Clueless yep. and stuff like that. And then when I started seeing him in other things, and I was like, <laughs> Paul like when he started being the love interest in in rom coms in the early two thousands, I was like, mm, That's a little weird. Mm, But really, you know, but now like, but the same thing is like, I look back on Mark Ruffalo Mm. being the love interest in, in rom-coms and I'm like, I like, then it made sense. But now I look back and I'm like, really? Like Mark Ruffalo? All right, dude. Like whatever you're into, you know, (laughs) but like, but like then I was like, oh, this totally makes sense. It's Mark Ruffalo, Uh you know, but I was like, Paul Rudd, you know, now it's the other way around where I'm like, well, no, Paul Rudd makes sense. Mark Ruffalo, why is he in that movie? What's kind of funny is that like, I remember when Mark Ruffalo got cast uh, to take over for Edward Norton as Hulk, uh, that like, I knew the name but honestly didn't know who the fuck he was. And I think that that largely comes from me not watching a lot of rom-coms when I was uh, younger. Just Like Heaven <laughs> is is one of the ones that sticks out of my head, and that was the one where he falls in love with a ghost uh, who eventually comes back to life. And and uh, Jared Hess is in that movie who is, uh, he played Napoleon Dynamite. Wasn't that an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation? <laughs> uh, I mean, that was a weird episode, let me tell you. That was, that was an episode. Uh, Cowboys and aliens. 
Yeah. Uh, so Cowboys and Aliens. So, you know, at first, though, uh, so I, I saw this movie when it came out as well. Okay, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a relatively big movie. You know, I feel like uh, maybe at the time because of the cast. And I do remember seeing this movie. But in a second viewing of this movie, well, there's a couple of things. So one, uh, I actually had a very hard time watching this movie. Oh. Because to be kind of messed up, and I know that this is just like a weird, must have been a weird glitch on like my specific account, like oh no. setting, because every time a commercial break would happen, it would restart the movie oh. after the commercial was done. So I had to keep skipping back and going forward to find the spot that I was at. That's That did not uh, happen to me. Weird. But at the very end, well, when I, I tried yeah. to like skip through the credits, just to like, I always do that. Just like, it's my habit to make sure there isn't some like special credit scene or whatever. Uh, when I did that, it bumped me back like 20 minutes into the movie uh oh, weird. so like yeah, yeah there i guess there definitely was something weird going on with with tubi's content serving today but that that's frustrating it was very frustrating yeah because the first time it happened i was like oh i hit a button i was like i i must have bumped it or something but then every commercial break it kept doing it and i'm like dude what the hell yeah. so i kept having to like see what time code I was at. So when the after once the commercial hit, so I could jump back there it was, but that, that being aside, I, I know that was just a, a weird glitch in the system for this one specific movie. I watch a lot of movies on Tubi and this has never happened before. So <laughs> it's, never happened it's before, a very isolated. <laughs> <laughs> it's very common for most guys. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but the other thing I noticed when I started watching this movie, I was like, this is the same plot of the born identity. Is it real? Uh, well, he's oh. a guy gets dropped off. He doesn't know who he is, but he's secretly badass. Yeah. And then in the end, you realize, man, maybe he's not that great of a. Maybe he has a very checkered past. Yeah. You know. Uh, but I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, oh, it's yeah, I get it. Yeah, I guess uh, that, but it was that's an apt comparison. I wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. That. I didn't. I never watched any of the born series, but I know enough to to recognize what you're saying. I think I watched the first movie. Honestly, ironically, I don't remember much of them. <laughs> uh, I just know that it's the first movie. He's like, I don't know who I am. And I don't think he necessarily, or I'm sorry, I'm thinking of something different. What's the uh, What's the other Daniel Craig movie where he's like, no, sir, you're mistaken. I'm not. Uh, no. You know what it is? That's a history of violence. And oh, that's Viggo Mortensen. That is Viggo Mortensen. Which, not Daniel Craig. But I mean. Also a very good movie. Also a very good movie, but I, uh, they're similar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I... Viggo Mortensen and Daniel Craig, I, I get them confused a lot. Interesting. I think it's just because they have that sort of look. I... Oh, man. And History of Violence was 2005, too, so that was like six years before this. Um, yeah. But good movie. Jeez, wow. Is... Has... has uh, I would assume Daniel Craig had done Bond so far or was yeah. he not bond yet his his bond career started with uh ba, ba, ba. it was way 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 back uh casino royale 2006 so same year as history of violence oh gotcha uh, so just before yeah 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 okay yeah and that's like so i i think i kind of like he came into my radar with uh casino royale i I loved him as bond and then like almost immediately like back to back with that he's in you know the golden compass movie that that flopped but like i still enjoyed you know how to lose friends and alienate people and then like boom quantum solace defiance golden like just like boom 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 cowboys and aliens here we are Uh, and just like his career just takes off from there uh, until, of course, you know, more recently, Knives Out and Glass Onion. 
Yeah, he's so great. Yeah, I, I'm really excited to see Glass Onion. I haven't watched it yet, but it comes out, I think, this week on Netflix. I, I heard if, if it's not already, then then Christmas very, week, yeah. very soon, and I'm excited. Yeah. I'm like, we'll, we'll be signing up for Netflix again. <laughs> yeah, you could do the ad-supported tier. No, that's true. Uh, yeah, super cheaper. Um, but anyway, so, so Cowboys and Aliens... Um, you know, available on Tubi TV for those of you who want to watch it. Uh, so this is this is essentially a Western film. It has mm-hmm. uh, most of the elements of a Western. You have you've got the whole like rich business guy who's doing shady shit, the sheriff who's just trying to maintain law and order, <laughs> the saloon manager who's really like, can't we all just get along? <laughs> and then the lone ranger outlaw guy coming to the anti-hero outlaw guy. Like this is a Western. Yeah. True and true. Like if you replace the aliens with literally any anything else, rival outlaw gang, yep. uh, you know, um, you know, uh, I don't know, military I mean, force, or you in, know, in Western tradition, it could be a racist depiction of the native peoples. The, yeah, the native peoples. Like it is literally like this is just a a Western film, and you know, uh, again, it's another thing. Like you see John Favreau make this make this, and then we jump to the Mandalorian. Which is literally just the movie Kung Fu, but with a kid. That's true. Uh, it's the Kung Fu series, but with a kid. Um, you know, because that's that's all the Mandalorian is. It's a Western uh, at its heart. Uh, you know, so we could see his love for Western films uh, really play out in this. And then he gets a pretty stacked cast yeah. uh, to to be in this. You know, this is one of those ones though where I wonder, like, what. What was the catalyst? Was he, was it for like writing the movie? Do you think it was like, what if instead of cowboys and Indians, it was cowboys and aliens? I feel like it had to have been some, like some sort of like drug fueled writer's room session that like somebody came up with like, no, 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 dudes, cowboys and aliens. But like Ellen raised a a really great point as we were sitting down to watch this. Like you think about how like there are actual events in not that distant history. Think like, uh, was it, uh, Philadelphia, uh, like in like the black wall street, like uh, these, these incidents that happened where like, you know, the U S government was directly involved or like, you know, citizens were directly involved with like terrible acts against our own people, uh, that were essentially erased from history that we didn't learn about. She's like, take that back to like the, the old West where like news was even more sparse. And like, how do we know that this wasn't based on true events? And that kind of fucked me up going into this movie. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, you know, the, the only thing we would have is like, they left the spaceship, you know, floating around, but like, what if the aliens just came in, wiped everyone off the face of this town and then just fucked off? I mean, you know, if they didn't defeat any of the aliens, there would be no sign of, uh, you know, there'd be no way of knowing that this is uh, what happened. Yeah, that's 100% accurate. And with how long space travel takes, like, they could be just now coming back for us. Yeah. <laughs> Any minute now. Yeah. Well, if you figure this was, uh, you know, 200 years away, that's what, like Mars? Where, uh, you know, how far how far could they get in, you know, uh, 200 years? It's like 150 because it was 1870. So, yeah, we're basically okay. like 150 years. How far? So, well, how far was seventy-five uh, light years away? Travel in one hundred and fifty years. We're doing. We're doing some Google math here. We're doing some <laughs> Google math. Uh, why won't it just tell me? Uh, well, come on, space people. 
Damn it. It's hard to tell because, like, in what direction, you know? Yeah. Like, up or down or left or right or... So, right. Uh, 5.9 trillion miles in a year. So, 5.9 trillion times 150. Well, yeah, I mean, Mars is 54 million uh, miles away. So, like... Uh, you know, how many light years would it take to get to Mars? Uh, 63 times 10 minus five light years of distance between earth and Mars. I don't know what that means. That's really not an answer. That's a formula. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like I'm struggling with the math here, but basically, uh, you, if you were able to travel at the speed of light, you could cover a pretty enormous distance in 150 years, but also like we're talking about vast distances in space. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> So even even at the speed of light, I don't know. Uh, it feels like it, it feels like it's far away. I don't know. I just, so I, they wouldn't they wouldn't get far. It'd be like they got they get like halfway, and then they're like, "Shit, did I leave my keys down? We got to go back. Just turn around. We're only halfway back. Like, let's just turn around and pick up our stuff." The point is, the gold hunting aliens might be coming back to wipe us out and take our gold. <laughs> Take a go. There's gold in them heels. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that so that's kind of the plot of the movie. Is you know uh, Daniel Craig wakes up. Uh, you know he is in the middle of the desert, uh, and you know he is injured. Um, and you know, his name is Jake Lonergan. We don't learn that until later. Uh, so Daniel Craig wakes up injured. He's in the desert. You know, he definitely looks like he's confused, but not frantically confused. Uh, and we learn it's because he's lost his memory mm -hmm. and strapped to his left wrist is some sort of device is some alien looking device. You know, right off the bat, he gets picked up by, you know, by a group that, you know, bring him into town you know, he eventually cleans himself up and he's, he's in town. He's like, I don't want no trouble. You know, like that's what all everybody, the anti-heroes always say. Everybody always wants no trouble, but everybody always brings some trouble. They're always bringing some trouble. Just, just by being a little shady, you're kind of, you're kind of asking for trouble, it's, right? It's true. It's the old West code. Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, we, we roll into this town and this is where we learned that, you know, the, the town is basically owned by, I mean, the guy's name is dollar high. <laughs> it's like, not a subtle name. Right. Like it might as well be like daddy Warbucks. Like, you know, like, uh, like we're talking like, it's a very on the nose sort of name. Woodrow and, and dollar hide too. <laughs> Woodrow dollar hide. Yeah. Mr. Moneybags, uh, <laughs> at your service. Uh, and, and we see that his son is, you know, acting like a rich, acting like a rich kid, pretending like he owns the town. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this town would be nothing without my dad. He's randomly shooting around the town. My dad totally you know. owns a dealership. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Basically, his dad owns a cow dealership in town. Uh, and, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Because he's this. a cattle rancher. His dad owns a dealership. <laughs> I I love it. That's what it is. That's that's the plot. 
it's fantastic. So, you know, he's, you know, he's in town. He's, he's like, well, everybody's got to kiss my ass. And of course, you know, Mr. I don't want any trouble, uh, you know, of course, wanders into this thing, but like, I don't want any trouble, but I'm going to beat the shit out of this little squirrely kid. And uh, who's clearly someone important because everyone is just taking whatever he's doing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. be like, but I don't want any trouble. <laughs> like my dude, you have started trouble. You like, have that's made like, trouble. <laughs> that's like walking into the middle of a police station and just like throwing coke on the floor being like, I don't want any trouble guys. <laughs> Everyone just chill out. And then being thinking you could just walk out, you know, like, not going to, that's not how that's going to work out for you. So, uh, so here, you know, here we go. Uh, the, you know, the film starts up at this point and, and kicks into play. Uh, you know, now we know all the people. We've got Olivia Wilde as uh, Elle Swenson, a mysterious uh, lady who's hanging out at the saloon. Being Sam a, Rockwell. She's being a bit who, of a creep, too. She's just always lurking. Yeah, you know, her character, you know, we'll, we'll get into it, I guess. You know, we always jump around a bit, but we'll get into it. But I think it's really interesting is they have this conversation where uh, Daniel Craig is eventually, like, you know, getting changed. Like, they're all in their, their sleeping wear, their underwear, basically. And it's, and it's Daniel Craig and Olivia Wilde. And, you know, he has a picture of his wife. And she comes up and is like that's your wife. And he's like, yeah, I absolutely love her. She was captured by these aliens. Like all, all I want to do is get back to her. Like she's the most important world uh, person in the world to me. And Olivia Wilde's like, that's so fucking hot. Do you want to make out right now? <laughs> you know, like it's so weird. And then eventually she does like, even though he's in the midst of fighting his wife, she like grabs him and makes out with him like a, later on in the movie. And I'm like, one, fucking weirdo to not the time and place for this. Like, this is not like, it's just such a weird, like that whole, like their whole relationship is very weird. But the fact that like every time he starts being like, the only reason I'm doing this is to save my wife. And Olivia Wilde's like, literally fuck me right here. (laughs) Like every time it's like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, there are there are some aspects of her character that make sense when we get the reveal of who she is later, but like this whole time she's acting like she knows him and like <clears throat> almost implying that he should know her, but not go going so far as to say, "Hey, remember me, I'm blank," or like my relationship to you is X, or I know you because of like none of that ever happens. She's always just super cagey and super weird. She's always lurking, always following around. In fact, there are entire scenes where she just stands there and looks at him. Yeah, just looks. <laughs> you just uh, looking. Listen, listen. I'm not saying I would complain if Olivia Wilde just stood there and looked at me like that, but it is a little bit weird in the context of this film. <laughs> Right, right. You know, uh, I think my only complaint would be when she came up and started talking. I'd be like, "Oh no, 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 please, no, no. Please your don't. personality is terrible." We're, uh, <laughs> we all saw how you treated Harry Styles. Oh, we're, we're not into that. Harry, and uh, what's his name there? You leave Her Harry alone. The one that she dumped for Harry Styles. Who was that? The Ted Lasso. Oh, oh yeah, he uh, Sudeikis. Sudeikis, yeah, she she dumped Sudeikis for Harry Styles and then ended up breaking up with Harry Styles. Celebrity like, relationships, man, what a fucking mess! Why can't you just date like normal people? I know, right? <laughs> right? As the normal uh, people's relationships aren't fucking messy too. 
<laughs> right. Well, I mean, there are, you know, but there are, I feel like all the celebrities that I know of that are dating like non-celebrity or non-industry people have been together for like fucking ever. And like Paul Rudd like and his rapturously wife. rapturously happy. Yeah, been together for literally ever. I think, like, Mark Ruffalo is another one think, that, like, yeah. his wife, been together forever. Um, there's there's a couple of others, too, that, you know, I think, well, Natalie Portman. I was going to say Natalie Portman, but no, she married a director. I, I remember, um, like, not that long ago reading a, an article about, like, kind of an older, famous Hollywood gentleman uh, and people being like, why don't you why don't you trade it for a younger, younger actress or whatever? And he's like, why the fuck would you say that? Like... I'm married and I'm happy and I, I love her and I'm like thrilled that she's not part of this madness sort of thing. Right. Like pe- right. people get Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Keanu Reeves as as a non uh actress. Uh uh I think they're just girl like boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, people yeah. get fucking weird about celebrity relationships and like, look, it's not your fucking life. Just like go live yours. Let yeah, that's not this podcast though. I mean, that was a. I mean, that was a whole culture that like there was an entire website PerezHilton.com oh, yeah, that was nothing but celebrity gossip. Like that was a whole thing for a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not like that's not really a thing anymore. I think feel like I mean it is, but I feel like we moved past it a lot more than we used to. Like we used to be very obsessed. I mean, because you had like E Entertainment News was just celebrity gossip. TMZ, you know, like yeah, TMZ, like all those sort of things was just celebrity gossip and we we don't really have those th- i mean like tmz still exists e still exists but so not in the same way they used to the people that still care about this shit i feel like have like niched themselves out and the rest of us have been yeah. able to move on with our lives yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i want to know what actors and actresses are doing job wise yeah i don't care who they are dating no uh you know for the most part no. uh so yeah. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, Olivia Wilde's really creepy. Eventually we get the reveal uh, because Olivia Wilde dies uh, twice in this movie, um, but she dies and, uh, you know, eventually some some uh, Native Americans, you know, grab her body, toss it onto a fire, and she rises out of the flames completely naked, I would assume because the fire has burned all her clothes off, Presumably. but it felt, it felt a little like gratuitous. Um, but yeah, she rises up and then everyone's like, <gasps> and she's like, oh yeah, um, totally an alien. And everyone's just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Like, and everyone's accepted. just very cool about it. Like at all. Like, I feel like all of the natives, I feel like they should have literally popped their shit because like, you know, the, the natives was a very religious group of people in terms of spirits. And especially if we're talking back in 1870, like, if I was an extremely religious person and I just saw someone rise from the fucking fire yeah. after being dead, I would be like, you're a God. Like you are literally a, like you are beyond. And I feel like most of the natives were just like, whoa, anyways. I, so I think what if they hadn't been first introduced to the aggressor aliens uh, and like seeing them in person and seeing their technology and seeing their people taken and stuff like that, uh, this person rising from the dead, uh, supposedly, and being like, yeah, I'm from another world too. And I took this body to like not confuse you so much. Uh, I feel like they'd be like, you know what? Okay, I can go with this. Weird shit is <laughs> happening mean, right now. It's been a day. It's been so a day. anything, anything goes at this point. Like you could tell me anything, and I'd believe it. To be like ah, that must be the case too. But like if, this is obviously it. I feel like if that had happened first, 
and they saw that, and then it would be a completely different story. A completely different scenario, but they already know the aliens exist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so aliens are coming down and capturing people. Uh, the the descriptor uh, we get from Olivia Wilde is that they're doing it because of two things. One, they use uh, gold as as a mineral, like it's a very it's rare for them as well, mm-hmm. and they use gold for insert thing. They yeah. never really say what exactly it's for, um, but the aliens also uh, like gold. Um, and they if you know if this was one of those like edited podcasts. Where like edit in like clips and stuff like that. Like this would be where like the gold member, you know, like I love gold. Like that's where that would come in right now. So (laughs) yes. So future person that's re-editing all of our shows and adding in those those sort of stupid clips. That's where that goes. The gold member clip goes right there. Also, Uh, thank you for all your hard work. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we didn't edit in five years, but maybe (laughs) maybe you did. Hell no. Screw that. I don't got time for that. <laughs> uh, but they're also uh, abducting people and doing experiments on them because they're trying to find what their weaknesses are. But here's the thing. So, like, they stab them with, like, a thing, and the guys are like, you know, and the humans are like, ow. And it's like, well, that's clearly their weakness. <laughs> Just stab them. What? Like, it's not difficult. What? Like, we, we, it isn't a mystery what's hurting us. Like, <laughs> you, just, you just push us over and be like, well, that was it. Like, just fucking push them hard. Humans have a lot of weaknesses, it turns we're out. We're really weak. Like, we're very squishy as a species. We're, we're pretty susceptible to things like sharp objects and blunt objects and hot objects objects and cold objects <laughs> and falling and like sneezing like i mean you name like we're we're pretty we're a pretty terrible species with the only thing that makes it the, the reason why we're the number one species is just because there's so many of us <laughs> like that's really all there is to it you know this is like going into to like an abandoned house seeing a cockroach and stepping on 20 of them let alone but you know there's like four thousand of them in there and you're like ah i got them like that's 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 what it would be like, you know, if something terrible happened in one country. You'd be like, yeah, there's still six billion of us on the other side of the earth. Like, you didn't win. <laughs> I just, I feel like every, like, like aggressive alien invasion film is just a projection of our fears of, like, as a species, this is essentially what we've done uh, to the entire planet and in, like, a, a dramatic number of cases to ourselves like sure. come in as a foreign aggressor, uh, fucked a lot of shit up, taken resources, killed people, uh, experimented and whatnot. So we're collectively very worried that there is an even stronger group of people out there that want to do the same thing to us. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a legit fear, you know? I, I mean, is it ever going to be realized? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, at least not in anyone's lifetime in the next, like, you know, 100 years. But As we already covered by our failed attempt at math earlier, space is huge. <laughs> space <laughs> space is big. Un- you wouldn't believe how extraordinary big it is. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and then there's Harrison Ford. I... I love Harrison. I love Indiana Jones, right? I absolutely love sure. uh, the, um, you know, the the four Indiana Jones or the three Indiana Jones movies that are out there. You um, son of a bitch. <laughs> I stand by that statement. Crystal Skull um, was fine. <laughs> and uh, or the soon to be four, I guess, because Indiana Jones 5 is coming. I, I can't. Uh, I cannot wait for all the Crystal Skull haters to have to figure out how they feel about a fifth one. I just I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have popcorn and just watch that. 
I think it's going to be really good, though. Watch I, the I think it's going to be a good fucking meltdown. I hope he makes references to the crystal skull and they have to accept it. I think they, I, he just only talks about the crystal just skull. Just like whole talking movie. about aliens like the entire fucking sequel. movie. Like, hey, I, yeah. you remember when I had to fight aliens and also Nazis and then aliens? But remember the aliens? Hey, there were aliens. There was a crystal skull. I hope it's just the entire fucking the, the dial of destiny or whatever is just talking about aliens because fuck all of you. <laughs> But it, you know what, though? It, it already in the trailer, though, it is very Harrison Ford. Uh, like, it's not even Indiana Jones. It's very Harrison Ford because in the trailer, he says something to the effect of, like, I don't believe in magic or any of that kind of shit. But, you know, I don't know. I've seen some stuff that doesn't make sense. It's like, dude, you have seen literal fucking magic, man. Like, on more than one occasion, you have seen yes. literal fucking magic, as well as aliens, as well as God. Like, you know that, like, you literally have proof of God and magic and all this other stuff. And he's like... I just don't know if any of that shit exists. You'd be like, idiot, you of anybody do know that this shit, like, have you been paying attention? But, like, that's such a Harrison Ford thing. Because, like, I, you know, there's there's the famous interview of Harrison Ford where someone was like, oh, do you want to, you know, uh, or how did it feel to be a force ghost? And he's like, what the fuck's a force ghost? Like, <laughs> he, he doesn't give a shit about, about what he does. Place. He doesn't know anything and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He doesn't give a shit about any of that stuff. And I feel like that statement in the in the Indiana Jones 5 trailer was like a Harrison Ford outtake that they're like, keep it. Yep. Just keep it in the movie. It, you know, Indiana Jones, nah, he doesn't know he about doesn't... any of that shit, even though he's firsthand seen and used, mind you. Not even like watched like somebody else do it like firsthand used magic yes. and godly things and alien technology <laughs> and it's still like i don't know just, still not convinced in my head canon harrison ford just doesn't remember any character he's ever played because it didn't mean anything to him and so yeah. like he's going to in, into every single one of these batshit scenarios completely fresh and it's just like wait <laughs> My character sees what? <laughs> I mean, he definitely just shows up on the day and is just like, what am I saying today? All right. I'm just going to repeat that back. However, you just told me to say it. And that's that. You know, uh, I, th I think it's very interesting, like especially this movie. I, you know, when Harrison Ford in this movie, you know, he, he plays the bad guy, but he gets a little bit of a redemption arc. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very interesting that he's he's like kind of he's the bad guy. Like, he's not a great guy. No. And he's not like a just because he's a, a bad, you know, he's a shrewd businessman. It's like, no, he like literally, you know, threatened to like rip a guy apart by horses. Yeah. And then like gave up halfway through, um, you know, like he's not a good person. And in the end of the movie, you're made to be like. No, he's reconnecting with his son. Mm -hmm. That's cute. And now they can mass murder together. You know, <laughs> like it was just really weird because it was like, wait, he's <laughs> shitty. <laughs> the young native man and his employee that like, I was waiting like the first like 30 minutes of the movie or so. I'm like, he's, he's got a native man working for him. He's going to be shitty to this kid. Uh, yeah. And then uh, you know, we finally get the, the payoff of him being shitty to the, the native boy. Uh, but then of course, in the end, he's like, I always wanted a son like you. I'm like, you have been an asshole to this boy. His entire fucking life, uh, even if you did take him in when his, when his parents died, like you're still shitty to him. So like, yeah. maybe don't pat yourself on the back just yet, Father of the Year. <laughs> yeah, and then when he when he ends up meeting up with the boy's 
uh, heritage people. Like the boy meets up with the other with the other group of of natives, you know. And even then, he was like. I don't want to fucking deal with you guys. Like he's just really shitty about them too. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, you know, he definitely fought on the Confederacy side, you know, like <laughs> it was just really weird. Yeah. Uh, and like, but it was just we weird that in the end of the movie, you're like, oh, good no. for him. But, but he even was the main character, <laughs> he was a war hero, but which war right. and which hero, yeah. like which side were you on, man? Like, <laughs> Uh, gets a little, gets a little it gets, shaky. It gets dicey know? for sure. <laughs> yeah, but even even the main character we find out was like a gold thief yeah. and like killed people, and like uh, stagecoach like robber and shit. Yeah, so like he wasn't a good guy. Like nobody in this movie is really a good person. Like you know, the alien person is you know l- literally hitting on a a married man and like coming onto a married man. The main character is is a abandoned and a thief who has killed people. The other character, Harrison Ford, is the one who he's a super rich businessman that like tortures and kills people. We have his son, who's basically you know rich kid you know, Nepo baby. Uh-huh. Uh, the only good person in this whole movie is Sam Rockwell as the saloon owner. Well, don't forget um, uh, Clancy Brown as the preacher. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess the sheriff yeah. too, yeah. but I mean, even though the sheriff kind of lets the uh, dollar hide do whatever he wants with his town, because he probably, he, he don't want no trouble. <laughs> Nobody wants any trouble. He does though. Like when, when things go just a just a touch too far, he does call in the marshals. And I love that because he's like, it's the feds problem now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he does actually kid. He does actually arrest a uh, dollar hide son after a dollar hide son, uh, inadvertently shoots uh, a deputy in the arm because he's just shooting the gun randomly to threaten people. In this case, Percy did shoot the deputy. (laughs) (laughs) He did not shoot the sheriff. Uh, He didn't want any trouble. Listen, I don't want any trouble. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Uh, And, you know, but in in the end, they all got a band together because people start getting taken away. The town gets attacked by uh, the aliens. And they're like, we all got to bond together and, and, you know, or band together and and fight these aliens. And we learned that the device on uh, on Jake's uh, arm is alien technology. We do eventually learn that he was up on the opera, you know, on the table, him and his wife were being experimented on. He watches his wife get basically torn apart and then burned up. Um, and then just as the alien is, is stabbing him with the pokey thing, he takes the pokey thing out, swipes the alien's face, you know, knocks his hand on the bracelet and it wraps around and locks onto his wrist. And, you know, he eventually makes his way out of their little desert uh, hidey spot. There. Which I love because he definitely gets his memories back from an ayahuasca trip. It's 100% what <laughs> yeah. they do. Like the natives give him a drink of sorts uh, that sends him into a trance to like retrieve his, his lost memories. And so he remembers being like the aliens coming for the gold first and then kidnapping him and his wife. He remembers being experimented on. He remembers slashing the guy in the face. We get a great payoff later where they're trying to like rescue all of the, the human prisoners and destroy the alien ship. And he has to square off against the alien with the scar on his face again. Always love, always love when the bad guy comes back with a scar. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That scene is really good too, because it's another one of those scenarios. Cause like he's, he starts to do the, the drugs 
and he's laying on Olivia Wilde's lap uh, doing it. And then he wakes up and he like has his memories back, you know, and he was like, oh, I saw my wife, you know, and I saw her, you know, uh, getting experimented on. Olivia Wilde's like, oh, my God, you are so hot right now. <laughs> like, holy shit. She's like slowly removing clothes while being like, tell me more about your wife. It's like you fucking weird alien. Um, uh, it was weird, man. Maybe, it's weird. Maybe her species is like super into like throuples or something. I maybe maybe they just don't understand the con- maybe it's very like you know Will Riker yeah. like they don't understand the concept of like you know uh, I guess like possession or anything like that you know because yeah. <laughs> like I you know I always thought that was very interesting that you know Will Riker's you know is clearly in love with um, Diana Troy like yeah. they're very or Deanna Troy yeah, yeah. they're very much in love they they have sex all the time but uh, like whenever she goes off to have you know to like sleep with someone else or he goes off to sleep with someone else they're all like yeah get mm-hmm. it girl mm-hmm. like they are they are like rooting each other on and then they're like that is hot do you want to meet up later <laughs> how about tomorrow we meet up you tell me about this they're very open about that maybe that's maybe that's what her life is and she's like i don't i don't know what you're talking about what is the big deal ella's entire species is just a bunch of horny will records <laughs> hey i don't want any trouble here okay i just i don't want any trouble i just want to bo- i just want to go to bone town <laughs> population you and me what's the big deal <laughs> i also love that we we do never get an explanation of why she knows who he is never yeah not once. yeah and she's like oh i i know who you are <laughs> wink wink and he's like oh how she's like anyways tell me more about your wife so um yeah so they all get to get you know and and eventually they're like all right we got to go you know we got to go find their home base and you know we'll try to blow up home base so they they get to home base they set up a bunch of dynamite they blow it up the aliens attack them you know a bunch of people die uh sam rockwell's character gets his hero moment yeah uh where he saves the sheriff or saves uh dollar hide mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh great you know great moment of you know good shooting so he he didn't want to ever use a gun or anything like that uh so you know that happens uh olivia wilde uh steals off on the uh spaceship because the thing is she's like you can't let them leave earth because if they leave yeah. earth they'll go back home and be like these guys are easy and then everybody will come to earth and try to do it. So she stays on there and takes uh, the bracelet from Jake and sets it as a bomb to blow up the one like interstellar uh, ship. So that way the aliens can't ever leave. That just, um, that just made me think of something. Do you think this exists in a shared cinematic universe with the classic sci-fi film? Earth girls are easy. (laughs) I mean, clearly it has to at this point, right? Like, I don't know how it can. That's this is this is clearly a prequel. That was the the message that these aliens took back to their people. Earth girls are easy. Earth girls are easy. Hey. Oh boy. Uh, there, there were two different missions. Get the gold, get the women. <laughs> uh Mars needs women. What's that uh old sci-fi film? Yeah. 
Um, I wonder how far you could take this with like establishing a canonical uh, shared cinematic universe with completely unrelated sci-fi films. But just be like, this is this is the timeline. Like this is the MCU timeline order of of aliens <laughs> yeah. visiting Earth. You know, yes. Like it even could be like Independence Day is eventually. You know, like you say, like oh, you know, they even say like oh, they've been visiting us for years. <laughs> they came back. You know, except for this one time they crash landed in nineteen, you know, uh, fifty four or whatever the, uh, uh, whenever the Roswell thing is nineteen sixty seven or something. I don't fucking I don't remember. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Uh, uh, I don't know. Someone on the internet correct us. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's funny. We'll Google how far away like planets are, but we're like Google a very historical, you know, a seemingly historical event. No, fuck that. Yeah, something um, that would like would absolutely return a result if I were to type it into Google, as opposed yeah, to no, like, that, please no, do this to... obscure math for me. It's <laughs> very abstract math. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, Olivia Wilde is up in you know up on the ship, and you know she sacrifices herself to blow up the remaining ship. Um, you know, we know that Jake's uh, Jake at this point has has known for quite some time that his wife is dead. Z's, mm-hmm. but a lot of the other uh, abducted people end up coming back. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Dollar Hyde's yeah. son comes back. Um, you know the. Uh, uh, the wife of of Sam Rockwell, uh, who was abducted, comes back. You know, like the ones that weren't, uh, didn't have time to be experimented on. Who? Uh, they do eventually come back on top of a whole bunch of other people. Worth, you know, and they even say in the end, they they make their way into the town. It's like worth mentioning that uh, Doc's wife is played by Ana de la Guerra, uh, who was uh, recently in Army of the Dead, and she was in Narcos, Nacho Libre. So, like, a, uh, a strong career in her own in her own right. And I feel like she got... Uh, she kind of kind of got cheated on on her screen time in this film. Well, yeah, because I mean, she's in the beginning of the movie and she makes like a really good, you know, like you know, husband. Like, like we got to do this. You know, she like stands up for things and pushes him to, yeah. you know, like get involved and save his town. And then eventually, and then she gets abducted and she's gone the whole middle of the movie. Yeah. And then she just comes back in the end to be like, I'm here. But I think it's very interesting. They kind of stuck to the the plot point that once you're abducted, your memory is erased. Yeah. Because when all the people come back, they don't really, they have like very vague memories. And that's a point for uh, Dollarhide and his son because his son is kind of a shipper. Yeah. And the son comes back and he's like, do you remember me? And he's like, I don't. <laughs> you know, the son's like, kind of. And he's like, oh, well, I, I'm your dad. And then he like starts being nice to his kid mm-hmm. and the kid is like, you know, kind of has, has a, like a, a fresh restart basically, but like unbeknownst to him, a fresh restart. So now he's no longer a shipper, but it's going to be weird because the kid's going to be walking around time, you know, walk around town and the deputy is going to be like, Hey, fuck you. And he's going to be like, what? And he'd be like, you shot me. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, asshole. You were waving your gun around and you shot me. He'd be like, what? That definitely didn't happen. <laughs> that's definitely. I don't have any memory of that. That's not a thing I would do. <laughs> Listen, I don't want any trouble. <laughs> also, honorable mention to uh, the the character of Emmett, played by Noah Ringer, who did this movie and the like terrible Last Airbender movie, and then just fucked out of acting forever. <laughs> I mean, it was probably the the good decision. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. at that point, I no yeah. like Noah Ringer. I hope you're just out there living your fucking life. Huh. Yeah, I hope you have a great life. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so so Cowboys and Aliens, uh, big big movie. It's available on Tubi TV uh, for those of you that watch movies after we review them. Uh, should you watch this movie? 
Hell yeah. Hell this yes. Is, this is a blast of a good movie. I, I have so. been looking forward to this for a long time. Uh, and I'm so glad that uh, you, with, with some caveats, uh, it mostly held up over the past 11 years. And I very much enjoyed rewatching it. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those, you know, it's popcorn flick movie. There's mm-hmm. a lot of explosions and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's not John Favreau's best work. No. Uh, you know, I mean, it's pretty low on the John Favreau, uh, you know, uh, list, I guess. Um, but it's entertaining nonetheless. Uh, you know, it's it's got a good, I mean, the cast is doing their work. They're putting in the work. Casey, I, um, I know you're listening. How would you rank this compared to Iron Man three? <laughs> oh man! See, I would put the I would put Iron Man three above this. I loved Iron Man three uh, up until the end. I'm just you know? I'm just looking forward to the DM three weeks from now when he, when he hears this. Okay, first of all, January second, like, hang on, let me tell you, that's how that's that's gonna go. Uh, yeah, so so this was this was ten, number ten, right? Yes. Uh, so we're counting down to our fifth anniversary episode, which will be in ten weeks from today. <sighs> uh, we're 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 counting down to to the big one. Uh, well, you know, roughly ten weeks from today, because the episode isn't going to land exactly on a Sunday, yeah. but or, or the the anniversary doesn't necessarily land. It's on like a, a Sunday. day off though, because I think our first episode launched on like March fourth. Uh, yeah, and March fourth. This yeah. is going to be March fifth uh, when this episode drops. I thought the you know the the the, f- the five year anniversary episode. So like it's within a few days. However, time works. Yeah, wibbly wobbly, <laughs> yeah. timey wimey. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so we're counting down uh, to the the fifth anniversary special. For those of you guys that have been sticking around for five years, we super appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we greatly appreciate all of you. For anyone that joined us halfway, you we appreciate you too. Mm-hmm. And hey, if this is your first episode of listening to us, you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> you got a lot of catching. You got like three hundred and fifty episodes to catch up on. Uh, but you know what? It's going to be a blast, and you're going to learn about a lot of really cool or a lot of really bad movies uh, along the way. So you got you got a lot. And if you're a fan of the Carradine family, go all the way back to our first episode and listen to our <laughs> terrible quality but excellent review of Billy the Kid versus Dracula starring John Carradine, yeah. uh, the late legend that he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good episode, Billy the Kid vs. Dracula. Uh, he threw a gun at his face. A fucking gun. There was a gun at Dracula after getting shot. Is great. We'll talk about it on the uh, anniversary special. Uh, yeah. So there it is, everyone. You know, hey, follow us on whatever social media platform that I don't know. I I don't know where social media is anymore. It's it's a, it's, uh, it's a wild west. <laughs> for for know. us uh, for us here, you know, in movie. December there was a big announcement about uh, on Twitter about like you can't can't post links to any other social media sites or websites today. So uh, who knows? Uh-huh. You may not even know we exist on social, uh, but <laughs> the best way is nightshiftradio.com. Just go there. It's a good thing that comedy and free speech are legal on Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways, you know, nightshiftradio.com, find out about all of our other shows, the movies that we're producing, any, any of the other things that's going on, it'll be on nightshiftradio.com and, you know, that's there's there's a contact form contact us if you want to talk to us uh so there it is everyone thanks a lot for listening uh happy 2023 as of today today is january 1st of 2023 uh so you know there it is and and welcome to the new year it's going to be a whole year of 
movies you have likely never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you next time.